G'day guys and welcome to Talking Luft. We've got another great episode coming up, talking with Nate Wilson. If you haven't heard these full episode, make sure you get across to the Cycling Podcast. As always, we put the full episode up there and this is Talking Luft, the extra little package over here on my feed, Life in the Peloton. Guys, I have to have a massive throw out to everyone who jumped behind the kit collaboration with Rafa. Life in the Peloton original kit is out. And you would have seen it on the Instagram. You would have seen it if you subscribed. You would have got emails. And there was a massive order. There was a massive buzz about it. So, guys, if you were lucky enough to get some, well, not lucky enough, but if you wanted some, you could have got it. And I really want to say thanks to everyone for jumping on board. I really am happy with how the kit turned out and I really love the support and the feedback that you guys have given me. So thanks again. And the kit as we speak is getting made. So everyone who ordered it, it's coming out. It'll take a couple of months to come. And then I'm looking forward to seeing everyone post it around on Instagram. As you've seen also, the caps are now sold out again. God, they're going quick. I want to say thanks to everyone again for buying those caps. There are some more coming as well. They're coming on their way. I want to mention about the original cap designer. I haven't mentioned this before, but that is Ryan McKee who designed that cap. He contacted us and he said, hey guys, you talk about caps so much. You don't even have a cap. I'm a designer. Would you like me to help you? So we got involved with him. This is about a year ago now. And we designed the original cap that you've seen for sale with the squiggle dot lot design. That's his original design. So massive shout out to Ryan who's helped us along the way, who's helped us produce that cap and helped us get it out there to everyone, which ultimately made us create the kit. So also a big shout out to Rachel Peck who helped us design the original Life in the Peloton design, the logo, the talking little face that you know, she was behind all that. So the collaboration of everyone's work, us at Life in the Peloton, our two designers and Rafa have produced all that great stuff for you guys. So a massive shout out to everyone today. That's enough of me rambling on. I want you guys to enjoy this episode and keep listening to Life in the Peloton. So guys, sit back and enjoy. Here's Talking Luff with Nate Wilson. Oh, we're still here in the car, and now we're talking Luft. We're going through another toll, but we'll still go straight into it. Nate, welcome. Thank you. The first question is, cycling caps, caskets. How do you wear yours? Being American and all, I don't know. Do you have the style? Tell me about it. Yeah, when I was riding, but this was like when I was youngish. I, uh, ooh, is this going to be an issue? Oh. All right. Wait a sec. We'll just. <laughs> it's quite organic. Oh, got to get a ticket. Yeah, when I was a junior, they were quite hot. I mean, because that was when guys were still like riding races without helmets, you know, for like the summit finishes. So, I mean, not that that's like. Uh, I guess I want to be careful what I say, but I really thought that was quite a cool look, you know. Uh, you're on Talking Luft here, mate. You can say anything you think about style on this. Yeah, I thought that was quite a cool look. So I had a couple caps and uh, I had a uh, Kelme cap 
uh, that was really like a point of pride. So I would wear that, but I only ever wore it with a helmet. So I would just wear it totally down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've seen like the photos of like the cool way to wear it, you know, but I never, uh, not quite enough of a risk taker. My mother wouldn't allow me to be that I've really quite worked to the point of having luft. What about when you didn't have a helmet on? And did you have the brim forward? Did you have it peak peak up, peak peak down? Yeah, I tried to mix it up. I really like forward with peak down. Like for me, that's really a nice look. But then, so I remember trying to do all these races with it forward and peak down, but then coming to the conclusion that like I couldn't see anything. So then I would go peak up and every now and then backwards. But yeah, forward, peak down, preferably. Okay, let's go back to those times, the times without helmets. What would you have done when you raced? Would you have raced with a sausage helmet? Would you have raced with a backwards cap, peaked down, headband potentially? I don't think I would have done a headband. I think, oof, I don't know. I used to make some stupid decisions. So I feel like I would race without a helmet if so many people were doing that. I'm like the ultimate one for like, if everyone was jumping off of a bridge, would you do it? And maybe I would. So yeah, probably no helmet and peek forward down. Nice. All time favorite kit and team. So it could have been like, you know what? I love their kit, but I didn't like their team or I love that team. Or you know what? I just love the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tricky with hindsight as we know things now, but I was a big, big, big time uh, Ulrich fan, uh, especially in the Celeste kit for the one year in 2003 with Because what was that team? Was it Coast? Coast, uh, Coast, yeah. Yeah, Team Coast. So for me, that was like, that was when I first, 2003 was the first year I got into cycling, like, I don't know, and I was just a big fan, and I loved that kid, and I don't know, the Celeste Bianchi thing was just like a hot thing in my world at the time, and so I don't know if I'd say it's my all-five-time favorite team, especially given hindsight of that era, but yeah, all-time favorite team, I think for me, it would be uh, CSC uh, with... Um, CSC with Sastre, uh, when he won the tour in that era, that was really like a, and there was the documentary about it and you really saw into the team and the project and uh, the effort that went into it. And the, yeah, for me, that was a big one. They were just a machine. That was like a really, they were really a machine in a good way. Nice. Favorite race. You don't have to have done it. You may want to have done it. Yeah, favorite race. I I always like to watch Liège. I think that's a favorite one for me as a fan standpoint. Um, My favorite race that I did as well as I also did it as a sports director with the under 23s would be uh, Ron Desard in the Pyrenees in France because it's just really quite a beautiful region, but quite... um, humble in the sense that it's not like chock full of uh, huge sort of ritzy ski resorts and it's really natural and like really beautiful natural areas and I really love that part of the world. 
Crosswinds or mountains? Mountains. Training or racing? Training. <laughs> when you go training, are you a coffee shop guy? And if you are, what do you get when you stop? Well, now I'm just a runner. So it's like I'm a run and then coffee stop after with my wife guy. And I get usually something con leche. So like flat white, cafe con leche, cappuccino, depending on what part of the world. And then, uh, yeah, same thing. <clears throat> Try and keep the baked good, like uh, local to the part of the world or something. So what do you drink for coffee in terms of your whole day? What's your coffee routine? You wake up, con lech, then move into espresso, maybe a little nightcap later, or how's it go for you? Yeah, I try and be like quite stochastic with my coffee routine in the sense of like not having one. My theory is like I don't want to be any too adapted to any one thing. So sometimes I go, you know, five, six days without coffee. Some days I do French press. And when I'm like really in like a too much of a ridiculous way, I'll have like a French press in the morning and a French press in the afternoon. That's what I got in the habit of doing during lockdown last year, just to like keep myself entertained. And that was too much. But so quite often it's like wake up, do a little run, start the work day, stroll down to the cafe, pick up a con leche, do a bit more work, take an afternoon walk with the wife, do another con leche, that's the day. That would that'd be like a relatively normal to average day. Beautiful, I like it. All right now, a little bit different. What's your favorite drink? What's your poison? You know, is it, is it coffee or is it a cold bud? Yeah, I, I am such a beer guy for drinks. Uh, I like wine, but I don't think I, yeah, I, w I would nine times out of ten not pick it over a good beer list. Same with cocktails. Uh, also, yeah, coffee is nice, but yeah, for me, I quite like to like, I don't know, having a beer at the end of the day while listening to music and making dinner for me is like really, that's how I make sure I'm kind of like checking out of the day. like. Not necessarily just the beer, but the combination of it. And yeah, I, I really like that. What sort of beers are you going for at the moment? What do you got stocked at home in the fridge? Yeah, I am such like a American, like Colorado hipster guy in the way that I do really like to drink IPAs, you know, uh, and these hazy IPAs I quite like. I, I kind of stay away from the darker beers, like the stouts. It's not really for me, but I do quite like to be... I don't know, regional with my working man's beers in terms of just drinking the region. So, like at home now, I drink quite a bit of like Australia. I was hoping you'd say that. Very good. What's your favorite training loop of all time? And maybe it could be something you've designed l lately as a trainer, or maybe it's just something you've got in the, in the old back from back in the day. Yeah, I have a loop that I used to do when I was riding in Colorado that tell us about it tell us the route because people will know Colorado they'll know where you're going I think I got this loop from Lockie actually I think he does it but from Boulder where I was living you go south on 93 like across the foothills and it's just quite rolling and then you go over Lookout Mountain out of Golden which is maybe a climb a lot of people know from the area and then <clears throat> you drop down and you keep going uh, and there's a couple different ways you can go up but I like to drop down to Bear Creek Canyon and then you climb back up to Evergreen uh, via ah, this Care Gulch climb. 
but all that's neither here nor there. Basically, you get to Evergreen, uh, which is up the first little ridge of the mountains from the Front Range in Denver, and then you go over Squaw Pass, which sort of is like a bit of a gateway towards the higher mountains, and that's just like a big Colorado long climb pass, topping at like maybe 3,500 meters or something like this, so it's quite high altitude. From there, you drop down into Idaho Springs, and then you're really feeling like you're in the mountains. From Idaho Springs, you go up. This is like where I think it starts to get quite cool. You go up a dirt climb out of Idaho Springs that goes up to like an old uh, mining town. Uh, and that road has different names, but the road I've always heard it called by that I quite like is called Oh My God Road. Um, it's quite a cool road. Like they actually, so you go up to Blackhawk Central City at the top of that climb. And it's quite cool actually, cause now this is a bit nerdy, but in Jack Kerouac's book on the road, like he's driving all over the country and stuff. And he talks specifically about being in this area in Blackhawk and stuff. And it's kind of, I don't know, makes it feel cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, then you're in this big town and then you kind of, from there you stay high for a while and you've just got these big like high altitude almost like death rollers where it's like they're shallow enough you don't know if you should be big ring or little ring yeah up on peak to peak and then you get to ned and then from ned drop back down into boulder um how long long? it's like plus or minus five and a half to six but the thing that's awesome about it is there's really quite a few nice options in terms of like adding on some slower climbs along the way so you can really make it like a seven seven and a half hour day by saying like okay from blackhawk i'm not just going to bomb central city i'm actually going to do this dirt climb up to golden gate canyon then come back this slower way through gross reservoir and i mean at that point you're getting in like over over four thousand meters of vertical and all pretty high elevation but it's it's one of those ones where when you're really fit it just feels really fun and but you also just feel like yeah it's one of those loops that just getting around it you kind of feel like you did a lot awesome i know a few of those roads i knew we were talking about what's your best bike nate's bike your favorite bike of all time oh i don't know i'm not the i'm not the best with gear stuff i mean i got this I I got this new bike last year from the team, so this is my first bike, my first new bike in seven years, Um, and I got that, and it had a DI2, and that's quite nice, but it has rim brakes and shallow wheels, and and for me, that's quite, like, if there's something I care about gear, it's that. It's that, like, I'm quite, I really like the look of, like, a round tube bike with normal geometry and shallow rims and rim brakes and that's a bit of like a antithesis of working more in the performance world of like the direction equipment is going but for me i i really like that this is a new question war story now we've all got these stories from back in the day or maybe recently maybe you've got one from just out motor pacing one day just one of those days where you're just like, can you remember that day when, and maybe it was back when you were racing over here or back in uh, one of those, doing those training loops. Tell us your war story. I can see it's already come to mind. 
I have, yeah, I have a couple. One is just most present, and you were here for this one, I think, right? So you'll have to let me know if maybe it doesn't really uh, qualify. But last year at one of the Andorra camps, we did that Port de Pierre's loop, which is already pretty big. Not crazy, but a good six-hour loop with a lot of vertical. And it kind of looked touch and go with clouds all day and storms. And maybe we stopped for a coffee break in a town and uh, Hugh Carthy was like, $100,000, it doesn't rain. No way. I know this area. This is where I live. Doesn't rain. And like, and he literally said $100,000, I remember. And like 15 minutes later, like half the team was in the car and the other half was in like a camper van because it was just like hailing down like proper hard like basically your skin's gonna start bleeding if you keep riding in it hail um and i guess i mean it didn't amount up well you guys were the ones riding so you would have to say but it didn't amount up to be like a crazy crazy day like we waited it out finished the ride but i think even coming back up past la casa it started pouring on you guys again and woodsy was on the front and you guys were just trying to like no one was talking at that point just trying to get it done and that was one that's yeah at least in recent memory that was a pretty solid one yeah it was a, it was a crazy day i can add to that because i was there on the bike and um we just jumped into someone's random camper at the time very uncovered right we're doing this whole covid protocol but it just at that point covid went out the window and we just said we need to get in your camper right now and I do remember going up over the top of the pass and Woodsy had us all on the absolute limit and he knew it and he loved it. That was a good day. All right, last couple of questions. What is your favorite cheat meal? Something that you just go to and go, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself today. Cheat meal? Yeah, I feel like this was a bigger thing when I was riding the bike a bit, but um for now, it's it's almost it doesn't feel fair to call it a cheat meal because I think we almost make it like once a week. But I really really love making risotto, um, and so like my wife and I, at least every two weeks, we make a big risotto. We get a nice piece of meat like a solo mio from the our, the butcher we like to go to in town. Make that and just do like a nice risotto, steak, bottle of wine, and um, I, I really like the meal but it's almost more the process of like you know we walk to the butcher we pick out the wine it takes like 90 minutes to make so you've got the music on you're you're doing stuff so you can't be on your phone you're not really like doing whatever bullshit you might be doing so it's actually super relaxing and yeah for me that that's pretty much it that's a big one Beautiful. I'm. I was already getting myself in that mode. I was like, oh, I don't think I know what I'm going to do tonight. Or we've got some. Yeah, a bit of car troubles here. We had this problem at the camp a bit. Um, I think we're going to be fine. 23k to go. All right, last question and 23k. We got to get it in. Best thing about riding a bike, mate. Uh, for me, just. Yeah, ability to explore new roads. I think it's like the perfect pace to see an area at because you're going fast enough you can see a really big area. So you, in a day, you can see so many different things or go through different ecosystems. But 
you're you're off the beat you can easily be off the beaten track like you're not you're not on the highway you're not just like trying to to get there you can really take it in so yeah for me it's just an awesome way to see a place beautiful mate and 22k to go let's roll her in thanks yeah thanks man well not much more to be said there i hope you enjoyed another talking luft like i said a massive thanks to everyone who got the pre-order in that is closed now the kit is coming the caps have been sold out, but they'll be here in a couple of months. We've got to get some more ordered, got to get them made in Italy, so it takes a little bit of time. But until then, guys, another episode coming up on Cycling Podcast next week, and in two weeks' time, there'll be another Talking Luft. I'm racing opening weekend this weekend, so look out for me. Cheers, guys. Cheers.